TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 392, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Aaron, actor, writer, and critic. This is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. This is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. And this is Tom, I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. All right, uh, first up in the news, I don't have any news because I was... Sad and you had a couple week. of items. <laughs> a That's couple of pickups. I didn't really get to do my news review like I normally do. Okay, the only things I really have is that uh, Ballers and Insecure got renewed at um, at HBO, and there's some a lot of other news that I remember during the week, but uh, I did not write down because I suck. Uh, so Tom is going to give you the rest of the news. Go ahead, Tom. Okay. From CBS, Les Moonves is is poised to step down as head of CBS Entertainment. Well, that's not a surprise at all. Continue. As new misconduct allegations surface. So that's going to be, that's a whole bit of ugliness. Uh, Speaking of ugliness, NBC has ordered yet another Law & Order series. Why? This one will... (laughs) Because they can. Uh, this one will focus on a hate crimes task force. Well, how's that different That's, than S- SVU? Is this pretty... is hate crimes, not. Oh, that com- was supposed to be sex oh, crimes. Oh, whatever. This is hate it... crimes, Lydia. Ah! <laughs> um, we should have hate sex crimes. <laughs> That's Combo next season. Crossover. Yeah, seriously. Netflix has. For, uh, because no one demanded it, but Netflix still did it. Uh, they picked up Designated Survivor for season three, so yeah, who heard. cares? Yeah, <laughs> it it became unwatchable halfway through season one in my book. Uh, thank so, you. I stopped yeah. watching it about four or five And episodes. they have ordered to series a series, uh, a television show based on the Witcher novels starring Henry Cavill, a.k.a. Okay. Superman yes. in the DC okay, so Extended now, Universe. Here, here's my problem. Here's my problem. I liked Henry Cavill as Superman. He was a nice, clean-cut yeah. guy. And then when he was in Mission Impossible Rogue... He was a mute villain. Fallout. Oh, what did I say, Rogue? Oh, sorry. That, yes, that was Fallout. the last one. Yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. Mission Impossible. And he was like a mute villain. And he was okay as a mute villain, I guess. He wasn't mute. Well, I mean, the, when I say mute, I mean like he had one line. Like he barely talked in it. Uh, that's what I meant <laughs> by mute. Um, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm not, I'm not overly happy with the casting. Because I just, I literally don't know if he has the chops. Because I've only seen him do a couple of roles, and I really only liked him in one. So didn't you like him in um, oh the Tudors? I never saw the Tudors. Okay, so I can't well, comment on that. Friends... So someone who has seen the Tudors, let me know. Is he any good? I heard he was good. Okay, least... I saw a few episodes. He was good. Okay, well then that makes me feel better because I really want Witcher to be good. Okay, continue. Okay, the Paramount Network has picked up Emily in Paris, which is a half-hour sitcom from Darren Starr. And they are also taking Younger from TV Land, their corporate sibling, 
And then finally, at the first night of the Creative Emmys, uh, for the first time ever, four African-Americans won all of the guest starring uh, Emmys. And they are Tiffany Haddish, Ron Cephas Jones, Samara Wiley, and Cat Williams for Saturday Night Live, This Is Us, Handmaid's Tale, and Atlanta, respectively. Finally, a USS Callister episode of Black Mirror won the TV movie Emmy. Oh, that was a really good one. Yeah, it's it's interesting how, okay, so that's an anthology series, but because it was a larger, a longer episode, we can call it a TV movie? <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, don't get people, specific. These people are category shopping. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> They're like whatever category my movie can, or my show can win in, that's the one we're gonna put it in. Yeah, the Martian one for for best comedy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Martian. I remember that. But that's, that was weird. That's, that's not for Emmy. That's that's Golden Globes. Well, that was still weird, but it's the same concept. Be. I get why he said it. All right. Any other news? That's it. All right. Oh, quick question. You were at Dragon Con. Any news come out of Dragon Con? No, not really. They, everybody has to sign NDAs. So they won't spoil anything coming up because they like their jobs. <laughs> well, I mean, same thing happens at Comic-Con, but they still drop news. Uh, I was the, just the, hoping the, news got dropped at Dragon-Con. One of the... Um, John Barrowman was on two of the panels I moderated. So uh, he is one of the new hosts. He's going to be one of the hosts for the new show on DC Universe, which is scheduled to go live next month. Uh, DC Comics streaming service. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, yeah, somebody asked you, him and uh, Victor Garvey if their characters are really dead. And, you know, basically the characters are dead, but they reminded us we're in a multiverse, so yeah. mm-hmm. anything could happen. You could, That's true. You could see another version of the character from a different, from a, one of the other Earths. Uh, so, yes, that, their characters are dead. So, thank you. And Aaron Ashmore was really cool. He's uh, he was on the Smallville panel I moderated. That's so, he was on Smallville. What was he on? Smallville? He was Jimmy Olsen. Sorry, oh, he was James, fake he Jimmy was, Olsen. We he was found fake out. Jimmy Olsen on Smallville. I asked him about that. It's like, how did you find out that they were going to kill you off? He's like, well, you get the call to the office, and then they tell you you're not really Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> oh, but his name was Jimmy Olsen. What? It was James Olsen. Don't don't get it's 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 yeah. it turned out, it turned CW out James logic. was his middle name that he went by and the real Jimmy Olsen was like this five year old cousin of his. His, or his younger like brother that. or whatever. Oh, come it was on. typically awful, which is it was it was it that was, was Smallville all over. Okay. Yeah. Well, lame. there's a reason why I stopped watching Smallville. So anyway. Let's move on to the shows before I get depressed about that. Uh, first up we're gonna talk about Fear of the Walking Dead and this week's episode dealt with the ladies in that it was Naomi is her name June wait her name is June so confusing uh June and um oh the reporter chick named Al thank you uh and it was just basically their adventure after the storm where they were and trying to reach Morgan again because Morgan's been sending out all these signals and everybody's trying to reach each other and basically the team is trying to get back together which I appreciate but we got to spend a lot of time with Al and, and um, June and find out that I really don't like Al that much. To, and, and what's weird is we really hadn't found that much out about Al because she's always asking other people personal questions and she never tells her anything about herself. 
And the more we got to know her in this episode, the more I was like, hmm, not sure how I feel about Al. She might be on my bad list. Uh, any other thoughts? What are you guys thinking about this one? Well, obviously, um, I think you mentioned this before. We don't like it when they when they break the characters up. I mean, it's right. a way for them to spend more time with certain characters. But, you know, it's um, I didn't really, you know, it's like I didn't really get anything out of this ep- episode. It was just like, oh, we need to go get the van. And we got the van because there's medicine in the van. And no, there's not any medicine in the van. But take these pills. And then she was perfectly fine like five minutes later, even though she was. <laughs> She was vomiting for like most of the episode. Well, I think they tried to say she got like cholera or something from the contaminated water. But yeah. then the question well, is, you don't, what... reco- you don't recover that fast from cholera. Hey, this is, this right. is TV logic. Also, <laughs> what's up with the crazy zombie chick that's uh, that's writing words all over these zombies' foreheads? What's what's going on with her? I'm yeah, good. you know, I'm I'm not thrilled with that character. It's like I know that you know they want to to have somebody who can be like the big bad or something, and I guess that's what she's she's going to be eventually. But it, it's just at the moment she just because there's so little explanation, she's just weird for the sake of weird. She is very and weird. and that annoys me. It's like give me a reason she's doing what she's doing. I don't want to have to go 15 episodes before I find out what is actually motivating this woman. So, uh, you know, and they do this kind of thing often enough that I know it's going to get dragged out forever before we find out remotely. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're, it's going to drag out forever, mainly because this is the back half of the season. So they only have a certain number of episodes. We're going to find out before the end of the season. So that's only like four or five, but still that's, that could be too long. Cause she does seem more weird than scary. I'm not particularly scared of her. I think she's odd, but I'm not scared of her. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, but, any- and I didn't. I, I wasn't really sure. Um, obviously, they could hear um, when they were talking on the walkie-talkies. It was almost like they could hear Morgan, but could, could Morgan not hear them? Right. It was they could hear like a garbledness, and he could hear garbled, and they couldn't tell who was who. And then when they finally figured out it was Morgan, their battery died when they were trying to like respond to him. So. He knew that there was somebody else on the other line, but he couldn't tell who it was. And they figured out about halfway through that it was him, but then they couldn't communicate with him. But he had given, you know, his location, so then they got there. But yeah, I just, I get the point, which was to give us more texture on Naomi and and Al. And I think they succeeded with Naomi. I'll keep calling her Naomi. Good Lord, June. I think they succeeded with June. Um, I like her more. I think she's more interesting. But I think they failed with Al because it just made me find her more annoying than anything else. Because I didn't appreciate the lie. The lie was a pretty big deal considering that she pushed um, June's buttons because June had to like run and get antibiotics for her daughter. And by the time she got back, her daughter was dead. You know, so that's kind of not cool. Um, Any other thoughts before we move on? This was probably not the best of their episodes coming back but i get what's going on so I'm, I'm at least glad that most we've gotten at least part of the group back so now we're moving to get collect the next group all right next up we're going to talk about better call saul and this episode was really about uh jimmy um basically going back to his old ways and and hustling and how much of a thrill he gets out of it and how good he is at it 
and how much he really needs to go to that therapy appointment. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably very true. Uh, what Tom? What did you think of this episode? I thought it was an interesting episode. Um, I really, boy, I. On one hand, I should have predicted that those kids were going to come back and roll Jimmy. Yeah, they were staring at him the whole night, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like he should have. It's like, dude, for somebody who's so quote unquote street smart, you ain't got to lick a lick of common sense sometimes. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. well, he said he that should've... his reputation back in the day was such that nobody would have done that to him or dared to, and he kind of forgot that he wasn't that guy anymore. Yep. Um, Although I thought it was interesting that he is dealing with these, you know, pretty rough and tumble looking characters. And then it's just this trio of punks that end up uh, robbing him. Like, yeah, the scary him. people respected him and the, the kids didn't. I was kind of disappointed in Kim and how and I, I don't know if this when when she dropped the ball on the Mesa Verde thing and basically, right. well, I'm busy. I can't deal with this right now. It's like. Dude, that's gonna get you fired. Well, and... obviously she's going through something. She she's yeah. doubting her calling. Like, I think she she wants to be doing the cases that she's doing versus the, the perseverance. The, the public defender cases. Yeah, I think that's what's getting her going. But it's just you know when she tells uh, her contact there, I'm 100 percent committed because she was pissed i'm sure i'm surprised she did not get not get fired then and there because if if i was in that position i don't care how much i like you you screw you screw the pooch on something that major you're fired right yeah so i was a little disappointed in her and jimmy not being able to understand what howard might be going through i'm like dude are you that oblivious oh no i think he does know i think he does know and I think it's so, freaking him out. That's why he threw away the psychiatrist number because he's talking to him and he's like, oh yeah, I'm already seeing... He's like, I can get you a number for psychiatrist. He's like, oh, I'm already seeing one and we're meeting once a day. And Jimmy's looking at him like, well, man, that doesn't seem to be working, so why should I go? So I think he does get it and he understands how rough it is, but I think he also associates that since... He, uh, what's his name was going i just forgot the lawyer's name howard howard since howard is going and it doesn't see it seems to be making it worse versus better okay here's the question i want to know from when does the flash forward at the beginning of the episode that is the end of breaking bad okay that is the end of breaking bad i remember a scene i don't know if that's the exact scene from breaking bad it seems familiar but from a different angle or something yeah well it was they they as as i remember they showed part of him you know going crazy and and trying to get everything together and ready for him to to escape before but we never saw that precise scene i feel like it feels really familiar like i've seen some of it like it's weird it's like yeah yeah, when when um, I think the the what we did see was when um, oh, and now I'm forgetting the the name of the character from Breaking Bad, um, Walter. Uh, Walter, thank Jesse. you. Jesse. <laughs> uh, when Walter came, he he came to the office because uh, he had he he wanted to find he wanted to to find out what was going on as far as how he could get out legally. Um, or illegally and he came upon uh, Jimmy or Saul at that point 
tearing everything down and making his escape, escape right preparing. but we we that was a different scene but it was the same it was part of the same thing the same so, moment right yeah so at this point we just saw more detail like you know the the exact call that he made to make the arrangements and and his secretary uh arranging to to i guess squirrel away some money and meet him later with it uh, so those, how that's going to play later, I don't know. Cause it seemed like, well, we've seen that sort of in Breaking Bad before. So how is this particular moment well, going to no, be important later on? I don't know if that's going to be necessarily important later on. I just know that, uh, the actor was, uh, Bob Odenkirk was saying that the fans were finally rewarded with seeing a moment from the show that they remember. Well, yeah, but I don't think that it was done just for fan service. I think that oh, there no, no, had no, no, to be no, no, a specific no. reason why we were reminded of that particular moment. I think that's going to become important. Well, also, well, I, I think it also was important in this episode as well, which is it was connected to the whole disposable that's... phone thing, too, mm-hmm. because they were really showing him how he was using those phones. Um, but, yes, and let's talk about Gus and building that uh, underground uh, lab that we know that he had built later because we've seen the lab already built. Mm-hmm. So this is him <laughs> constructing it in his interview process, which was intense. <laughs> this I, is how you build a secret lair, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. And then I was like, what's to keep him from killing the guy that builds the secret lair? Like, I don't know. I, especially because he's taking you to a secret location and put your, you know, put a hood on you. You don't know where you're going. All those things. Well, uh, Aaron, any thoughts before we move on? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Castle Rock. And if you can t- tell me what happened in Castle Rock, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> I spent like the l- first 15 minutes feeling like like the teenage daughter from, um, oh, God, what was it called? Uh I don't know, but something where she's confused. Uh, or I'm just, I'm just sitting there going, "What, what is happening?" Yes, I was um, funny. I was literally texting. Poltergeist, thank you, Poltergeist. I was texting um, Greg, going, "Dude, I'm watching Castle Rock. I don't know what's happening. Turn it on." And so he starts watching, and he's like 15 minutes behind me, and I was like, "I'm 30 minutes in. I still don't know what's happening." And he was like, "What is?" It? And then his like responses are like, "What is going on?" And then, and then at the end, he was like. I can't talk about this. I need to think about it for 24 hours. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, so, I think, I mean, what they were getting to is that, you know, all the, the that we've been watching so far, thinking that the kid, and, and now he has a name, Henry yeah. Deaver. But now uh, it's confusing. So who do we call, when we're saying Henry Deaver, who are we talking because, about? Well, we, we could say Henry Deaver Prime, I guess. You know, it's <laughs> the one that we've well, which known. one is Prime? That's well, the one that we've been guards. following from the beginning, I would think. But I mean, they're, they're, the thing is, they're, <laughs> in, the in the terms one. of in the terms of of their world, there is no. I mean, there's there's a Henry Prime only in the sense of mm-hmm. you know which world he comes from. Right. The kid comes from you another know, one, a, another world. And also, what, he's involved in time. What I figured out is you don't age if you're not in the correct universe, right? Exactly. So when our Henry Deaver was in the wrong universe, he stayed a little boy for decades, apparently. Yeah. And my question is, what happened to all those memories? All those memories are gone. Like, he can't remember anything. Well, I think that's a process of trauma. He yeah, was, I, that all was those years guess. were spent in a 
cage right. in in a cellar. So I mean, there's he's he's dealing with mental issues and so is the the kid who um we we've met at the beginning all that glazed look on his face wasn't mm -hmm. malevolence it was it was just mental damage from having been trapped all those years in a cage in a pit and and you know not, neither of them are actually evil the evil is coming from the thing that sucked them into different worlds. Well, it's I just think, the, the process I, I think itself. It's, I, I don't know if it's the process itself. I think it's actually the presence of them being in the wrong universe. I That's think, yeah, but they're being, not doing it. I don't think, no, 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 no. I agree. Not, I agree. Yeah. I don't think they're doing it intentionally. I mm -hmm. think it's just them being in the wrong universe that is creating the chaos in the universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I think when our Henry prime was in the wrong universe, it was creating chaos there. Right. And I also think that that both his father and the warden were like notified, or someone was talking to them and telling them to grab them and put them in cages. No, it wasn't. I think what that was is that they're not. They think they're hearing the voice of God, right. and uh, what they're actually hearing are whispers from the an alternate universe, or maybe right. many universes at once. Right. And but why is so it telling them to grab just, that particular? It, it's not. It's how they interpret it. Um, and I think you know Stephen King has done this before, where you know the most dangerous person in the story is the religious crazy you know right. the person who is fanatical and and has just this you know closed in world where they just see everything through this this filter of their own fanaticism and i think both the father and and the uh, the warden. warden were examples of that they they both interpreted version these versions of henry as as the devil as evil and they were it was just a guy who'd been sucked into the wrong world um, so, and if they had just let them, if they had tried to get them back, if they had let them go back into the woods and tried to get them back, all kinds of, you know, horrors could have been avoided. Putting them in a cellar didn't change anything. Trying to get them back is what fixed things. Right. Um, well, once they switch back, yes, that's what fixed things mm -hmm. so. in that universe. But I... I have to give them credit because I was like, how is Skarsgård not super creepy right now? Like when he's with his wife and they're talking about having kids and he's like in this normal world. And I was like, what? Yeah. I, yeah. Like I thought the opening montage of just like tragedies, I, th I just thought it was brilliant. Um, just the way that they put it together. And I was like, oh man, what are we in for in this episode? Just from the way that they opened it. Um, and even, I, I don't know if that was Scott Glenn who was doing the voiceover that was saying that, um, you know, God has forsaken Castle Rock or something like that. It was the dad. It was uh, Matthew. Oh, it was, oh, right. It was the, right. It was the, uh, the preacher. So I, I thought that it was, it was interesting. Um, I'm trying to figure out because I feel like um, they're alluding to um, Scott Glenn's character. I think is that, is it a Alan Pangborn? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like he's going to play a very integral thing in this. I, I feel like he, I don't know if he transitions through both realities because in previous episodes he was talking to the kid and it seemed like he you knew. You realize he's dead, right? He's dead, yeah. But okay. it, it, <laughs> just no, I just feel like there's something in there. I, I'm very curious because he's the one who called this Henry Deaver, which is by Skarsgård, to say, hey, you're dad. So I'm just curious to see how um, all of this is going to play out. I was confused. I watched it twice, and I was even more confused. <laughs> uh, the second watching, 
Um, but it kept me enthralled. I couldn't stop watching it. Um, I didn't get bored. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I didn't throw anything at the TV, which I'm prone to do. Um, <laughs> I sat and watched it both times and was like, okay, I need some explanations only because the world hasn't, but Stephen King doesn't always do that, but just a lot of the, the rules of the world haven't been explored. So I, I'm confused, but it's a happy confusion. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because, you know, the thing that I loved about this episode is that you think you do know the rules of this this universe, Until they of this, you know, this world, and then they turn everything on its head and you realize you didn't know a thing yes. and and i just thought it was brilliantly done i love this episode i yeah. i mean i thought they couldn't get better than the queen but this was fantastic well uh, greg your thoughts now that you've had time to absorb oh yeah um yeah i think you and i were talking and you were saying i think this is time travel and i go i think this is parallel universes and it turns out it, it was, was both. both we were yeah. both right so yeah, um, uh, definitely uh, enthralling, and we've got to keep watching to see what happens. All right. Uh, yeah, Tom, you need to catch up. All right, next up, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about The Center. And this week was better than last mm-hmm. uh, because they tr- – I don't know how I feel about them trying to make the mom or the faux mom uh, be sympathetic. They, they gave us her backstory. They let us know – you know, what her sins were and where her line was. And she obviously killed the, what did he call himself? Oh, um, the, the beacon. beacon. Yeah. She obviously killed him because he was going to sacrifice the baby. And she was like, I don't think so. <laughs> he was like, well, we only need to keep the baby around for a little while. And I was like, what? Uh, and so she, I was like, she totally killed that dude. And then she goes and gives him a cup of tea. And I was like, yeah, dude, you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> I love that they ended it on that. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so I saw where that was coming from. But I, I don't, the thing is, is she's try, calls herself admitting everything to the cop. But obviously we who are seeing her flashbacks see she's only admitting some stuff to him. Because she doesn't obviously want to go to jail or anything. Um. So yeah, what do you guys think? Well, I I appreciated the episode because they did fill in a lot of stuff. There were a lot of questions, you know, what what is motivating this and that, and so I I I was happy that they they filled that out. Um, like you, I I did not appreciate having her be made as benign as as she came to be you know she she certainly didn't come off that way in the beginning and um i i just there's just too much about you know ending up leading a if she had killed the guy and then disbanded the cult that would be one thing and tried to raise the the kid as a normal kid but she basically then went on and 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 followed everything that that uh the beacon had done before just minus killing people and things so um the, it was it was just as as mentally unhealthy and trying to portray her as being as caring and nurturing and benign as they did just i i didn't really go for that too much right I, yeah i don't i don't buy her and it made her seem much less honest and mm-hmm. uh, more of a liar to mm-hmm. me uh, because mm-hmm. she kept editing her story to make her seem like the good guy. And yeah. she obviously is not the good guy. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for the kid to be like, so who's this person who died in the lake that everybody keeps claiming is my mom? 
<laughs> so, I'm waiting for him because he's obviously reading the paper, you yeah. know. So I'm, I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. Uh, and then we found out. I, I like that. I wasn't okay. So I was a little confused. So when the cop guy uh, breaks in, he's following some dude and breaks in his house and finds the tape. How did he get to that guy's house? I missed something. Does anybody oh. know? I thought he was following him. Following him. Yeah, but yeah. why was he and who was cuz we never like see who he's following. We just he, we well, just see the house he breaks into. Well, he's following him because this guy is obviously has some sort of like anger issues and likes to go and I guess, you know, um, beat up on people or or put What's... like cigarettes out in people's feet or something. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not who he followed. That's the guy from the that's the dude with the mustaches from the um, the cult. That's not whose house he broke into. Oh, I thought that was whose house he broke into. No, that was a private investigator that had been hired to follow him. He had all these pictures of him, and he had stolen the tape from the uh, courthouse. He got that guy's number from some something else. It was a, another lead. Okay. Apparently, okay. I'm not the only one who. Yeah, they, no, they that's, traced that's a phone. They traced a phone call. They made a big deal about tracing the phone call and fi- finding out where the source was of the phone call. Right, but I, I couldn't. Re- I didn't understand whose phone call they traced. That's what I was confused by. Because they did make a big deal about it, but I was like, "What?" Like, so I missed a step there somewhere. Oh well. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I guess they, I guess they want to get rid of Harry, right? So they're they're telling him that he's he needs to leave town but he's not really letting this case go no he's, and, the, he's not leaving town at all but now they've and, changed their minds because he made that big break he got the tape once he got the tape everybody was like oh you're okay now you don't have to leave town anymore and then he had to blackmail the judge to get the the case moved down to family court well that wasn't the judge that was the prosecutor prosecutor yeah uh any other thoughts before we move on like yeah, well i think it's going to be interesting finding out who who uh um, kidnap the kid at the end, and I think it's really oh. stupid that he was so easy to kidnap him. Right. I mean, you know, this is this is a kid who it, the, the, an entire like half the country is angry at, and you'd think he'd have more protection than just you know being in a halfway house with some guy. Right. Um, it's it's like you know at least locks on the windows for God's sake. <laughs> um, it was it was just ridiculous how simple it was. To, well, and, to and walk the thing that's that, that moment where he tells the kid, uh, the guy in the cloak is just your guilt. Next time, stand up to it. And I was like, I had a flash to uh, Stranger Things when mm-hmm. Austin um, Sean Aston says to the kid. Uh, the monster is not real. He's just whatever. You need to stand up to it. And then the second he tries to stand up to it, it like eats him. Yeah. <laughs> so when 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 he said the same thing to this kid, I was like, "That's not going to work out." <laughs> like I knew that was going to be bad. And it was. There's going to be a downside to right. this. Now, question: Do you guys think that the hooded figure that came and kidnapped him? Do you think that was Vera? Uh, that's the mother, right? right. Vera. It I don't like think a so. guy to me. It looked like a man. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think if I remember correctly, the the, the preceding um, the figure at the window, we see Vera drive and stop at a and she's in a car and she comes to a stop, and then I think it cut to um, right. that moment. 
Yeah, um, but it doesn't look like a. It didn't look like a woman to me. I thought it was. No, a guy. it looked. It looked like a man. I. I would. I would think it was the beacon, except that I'm pretty sure he's dead. Right. I think that the next. My next choice would be the guy who owns the the land that oh, they're right. on, who she, oh. you know, alienated. Right. Um. I think that there's that's possibly a good choice for the kidnapper. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, it's better than last week. I will give it that. So yeah, I'm still. I'm still in the center. Next up, we're going to talk about Jack Ryan. We're going to talk about the next two episodes, so that's up to episode three. Uh, and Tom, you didn't get to talk about Jack Ryan last week, so I'm interested. What did you think? You, you've seen the first... How many episodes have you seen? I've just seen the pilot. Okay, so okay, so we did this last week. We talked about the pilot, but just quickly, are you going to keep watching? Or are you out? Are you I'm gonna keep, I am going to keep watching. My, my biggest issue is... The, and I, I had to do a little bit of research. The Jack Ryan movies, what are there, five of them? Or it's crazy because they kept rebooting it with right. <laughs> different actors. Yeah, we talked about that last week too. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the Jack Ryan movies range from PG to R in rating. And they made Amazon made the decision to go for a hard TVMA, which is basically the TV equivalent of an R. I think less would be more because <laughs> you end up getting really grisly for no reason except for, ooh, we're on Amazon, we can. Well, and then this next episode they had, they threw in a bunch of nudity and just for granted. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. I, I think that those are really, my personal preference is, is, you know, having read the Clancy novels and I met him back when I was at the Academy, but I, I really wish they had gone for more of a TV 14 because otherwise it's just, oh, come on, really? That's not what it's about. Right. I, I would <laughs> Just tell, me, with that. tell me a good story. I love Krasinski as Ryan. He's probably the closest Ryan to the book, mm-hmm. to the books since Alec Baldwin. Okay. And Wendell Pierce is always good. Oh, Wendell Pierce is great. I really <laughs> like their partnership because I'm not going to say friendship because they were very clear that they're not friends. <laughs> um, so and then I like the, the couple of power plays that were happening in the second episode where... Um, they have this really big meeting and everybody realizes that Jack Ryan's smart and people start trying to recruit him away from Rendell Pierce. Wendell Pierce? Yes. They try to yeah. recruit him away and he's smart enough to realize, let me not jump at the first thing because I don't know what this guy's motives are. That's why he's smart. Because <laughs> you know? he's like, oh, you're just screwing with me right now and offering me all this other stuff, but you're not really interested in solving the case. So he went with the guy who's really trying to solve the case. So I, I like that that bit. So I watched the next two episodes, and um, I'm interested. I like that they've got me interested in the family, like the what is Solomon's? You, you get to see yes, his Solomon. wife and his Solomon's family. You get to see yeah. his wife and his kids, and yeah. see his relationship with them, and that's be- has become very interesting. Yes, um, you know, I agree. I 100% agree with you, Olivia. It's, it's the family that, that drew me in. Hanin, I think, is the wife's name. Mm-hmm. Watching her try to balance being a mom, trying to give her kids as normal a life as possible, while at the same time knowing her husband, Suleiman, is up to something, but not knowing what it is. And her fear and seeing these strange men with guns, you know, parading through All her. over her house, right. So and I'm eyeing her daughter. Like, she's like, I, yeah. Offering her a lollipop, I cringed. Oh my so, god, that was terrifying. I, 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 
okay, I I, I picked up something but didn't throw it because uh, I got so <laughs> that moment, but I didn't I didn't release it. But um, but yeah, that was keeping me invested in the Jack Ryan series more so even though i like john krasinski i i like him and i i love wendell pierce but it's that family i want to see how that unfolds because especially now that we know that suleiman and his brother uh those are the two kids from um from the, the pilot episode yeah, yeah. with the explosion i was like oh okay so all of them have me invested um more so than um ja- uh, than the actual jack ryan and his side of things so right. um yeah yeah, well, I have to agree with that because I, uh, as far as the, the characters are concerned, I actually found myself more drawn into Suleiman, and yeah. especially because of that opening with him and his brother and losing their entire family and their town essentially being obliterated. Um, you could see that's how you make a terrorist. Yeah. It's, you know, he was living a normal life, seemed like an ordinary kid, and then this happens, and it, it changes everything. Yeah. And um, so that, you know, that actually made me feel something for his character. Unfortunately, the hero of the story is not him. Uh, the hero <laughs> of the story is is Jack Ryan, and as you know, even even with all the little flashbacks and things, they haven't given us his background. Nothing. Yeah. He's just kind of a cipher, really. He's just yeah. you know the big heroic white male American patriotic guy, and I he's he's just boring me honestly as a character. And he's he doesn't. I mean, he he says things that are supposed to be smart, but then he does things that are really stupid. <laughs> um, you know, in the second episode. They they come bursting in to to get the uh, the terrorists right. They're well, actually they're they're trying to sneak into this this apartment complex to get the terrorists. And there's this kid sitting there playing tic tac, and they just look at him and 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 walk away because you know terrorists have never used children as lookouts before. <laughs> who could who could have expected that? And I, I'm just looking at it and think, are you? kidding me i mean at least get the kid if, if nothing else even if you don't think he's involved get yeah. him out of the apartment exactly. so he doesn't get shot right but they, no, they they, yeah i thought that's what they were gonna do walk away yeah i really thought they were gonna evacuate the kid and they it was, not do that it was just there was so much they're they're they constantly are doing dumb things and and the sh- and at least the i only saw the first two episodes but they seem to follow this identical pattern of you know lots of exposition and talking and character and blah, 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 for for like 50 minutes and then the last 10 minutes we get a lot of you know well i will tell you the third episode explosion the third episode is more focused on the wife and the kids okay. um and she decides this place is she she basically comes to the decision well she tries to talk to her husband and then she's like okay he's not listening so i gotta do something and she makes a decision. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and it's really good. It's like watching her, you're terrified mm-hmm. for what she's doing and how, what she's going to do and what is that going to mean. And then they start the storyline with this totally new character who I've seen the actor before. He's pretty good. But I didn't understand what the storyline was about. And, and then I do. And you feel really bad for him for when they first entered because at first you're like why would you do such a thing you're a terrible person and then you realize he believes he's a terrible person and then you feel bad so it's that storyline is actually really interesting give it a minute because at first i was like i don't know what this is about i don't know but it totally pays off um so i like the third episode probably better so keep going guys 
I'm, I'm, I'm still watching. All right, next up, uh, we're going to talk about Ozark. And I have, I know some of you have already finished. Yeah, who, yeah, who has, um, I guess, what are the, how many episodes have you watched? Well, that's why I'm about to pause, put a pause on you guys, because you people who've already finished, I'm only up to episode yeah, I, four. I haven't, I haven't finished. I'm up to episode seven. Okay, I've only watched episode four, so let's bring it down. <laughs> the last thing I saw, <laughs> I will tell you this, uh, and I didn't even finish four because my nephew walked in and I had to stop it because I'm only slightly terrible aunt. Um, so I'm at the part where, uh, uh, it's the FBI episode. It's the one where, what's his, what's the FBI guy? Petty is his name. And he's got the woman, uh, mic'd and he's in pretty much the whole episode and he's pushing her to get more evidence, pushing, pushing, pushing. And the wife has already figured it out. The wife is like, Oh. Marty called you 30 times, but we got all these things happen to us all at once, and then you finally show up. That's coincidental. Um, and I like that the wife is smart and Marty's not in this particular case. And I think, Allison, you were the one that was telling me that um, I would come to a point where I thought Marty was a jerk. Yeah, I'm there. Um, <laughs> because he has, like, one, when his wife is like, uh, Wilkes to complete the deal wants me to sleep with him, and I walked mm-hmm. out, and he was like, "What was the problem? Why, why, why would you do that?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. uh, and he, and she just looked at him like, I mean, and what's indicative of their relationship is she wasn't super offended that he wanted her to sleep with the guy. She was just like, "Marty, whatever," and she just kind of blew it off. But I was like, well, you gotta be that. kidding me. No, it wasn't like that. It was like, she said, I didn't do it because the price was too high. Right. And then he, and then he basically asked her, uh, well, did you or something? And I guess from her perspective, he shouldn't have even, he shouldn't well, have even. No, asked. she said, she told him, she started off saying, we didn't get it. We did not get the votes. And he was like, why? What happened? And she was like, the price was too high. And he was like, what was the price? And she was like, B. And he was like, and yeah so it was very much like why didn't you sleep with him well i thought it was more like okay 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 fine yeah (laughs) no it was definitely it was very much why didn't and i was like i was like i I watched it and i was like marty (laughs) what's wrong with you and then Uh, you find out right after that he's like kissing the the woman from uh the blue lodge no he's not he doesn't kiss her that's not that's that's episode six Thank you. Uh, dude, <laughs> sorry, dude. It's difficult. It's difficult <laughs> to stop at episode four. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't stop. I had to. I told thing. you, my nephew showed up. Um. <laughs> so, wow. Now my my. Thank you, Greg. Oh, for I, that I thought that's you. Were, I thought that's why you were calling him a jerk. You had seen no, that. I was calling him a jerk because he wanted his wife to sleep with somebody else to get a, a casino built. But also, when the neighbor downstairs was all sick and was like, they were like, he might not last the night. And he was like, oh, that's what we expected, whatever. And she was like, seriously? And she went down there and kept him company. And Marty was like, I'm fine. Like, heartless. And he went to that dude for a favor like one episode ago. You know? So, no. No, he's a jerk. Yeah, the thing is, Marty, you know, having having seen more of this, and I'm not going to give spoilers, but 
Marty kind of flips back and forth. There is a basic humanity in him that's kind of being seeped away because of everything that he's having to go through. If if he lets himself get back to fundamentally who he is, then there is there is more than a shred of decency uh, in him. And that does work its way out periodically, but also this need to survive and this fact that he is surrounded on all sides by people who are horrible and kill people and can kill him and his his family um is is also having its effect on hardening him so you, you see this you see this fight i think uh more than anything else what i've gotten from from the additional episodes is that there's really just two parts of him that are constantly you know we're trying trying to battle for who he is and meantime he he's the personality that he has and i think one of the reasons he survives is because he keeps a lid on all of it and he never overtly expresses all these conflicts that he's going through they just kind of come out randomly at at different times so um which is a brilliant kind of, of, of performance for, for Jason Bateman to be able to play somebody that contained and yet at the same time let you know what he's going through uh, is is pretty wonderful. He's doing a great job of it. Okay. Well, and I think he knows that, I think he knows that, um, that his humanity is seeping away. I think that's why he just wants to do this last thing mm-hmm. so he can just leave and get his family gone and then maybe he can, some semblance of him can come back. Yes. Okay. Well, on that note, I think we're all saying, yes, keep watching Ozarks. I'm going to keep watching, and maybe I'll see how far I can get uh, by the next week. Then's the rest of it. <laughs> it honestly, it gets better with, with every episode. No, I'm enjoying it. You don't have to sell me. I'm enjoying it. I'm just... Well, I'm, because I know for some people, it's it starts very slow, right. but there's a tension that ratchets up as it goes along, and... Um, I mean, if you if you want lots of action and shoot them up and stuff like that, that's not happening. But the tension that you get from caring deeply about these characters and seeing the kind of danger they're in is, which is absolutely you know real for them, uh, it really makes the show incredibly watchable. Well, I have to say, and I also like the wife way more than Marty at this point. But uh... <laughs> and the kids and the kids even do a great job. I think I was. Oh yeah, they start. Oh yeah, they yeah. started their own bank Wait. account with some yeah, money in so- it. There's yeah. so many shows where the kids are just kind of like ancillary to the story, but in this story, they, they play a pivotal role, and it's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, so thumbs up. Yes? Yes. Definitely. All right. Next up, let's talk about Iron Fist, and I will, uh, full disclosure, I did not finish season one of Iron Fist. I think I got up to episode six, and then I was like, this show is trash. But then I saw <laughs> Defenders, and I watched season two of... Uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage, and I was like, oh, he's fine in those shows. I'll give Iron Fist Season 2 a shot. And no, I'm out. <laughs> I, watched, <laughs> I watched the first episode of Season 2, and I was like, nah, the show is still trash. Yeah. What, what did you guys think? Should I go first, since I'll probably be the most go, positive? Go, go ahead, yes. Be positive. So, uh, to be... I didn't finish Season 1 either. I got over the hump. I got over halfway over... And a friend of mine, I won't name him to incriminate him or not incriminate him, who has worked in the industry, basically said, yeah, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't. And I like Finn Jones. He's very charming and affable. He was on a couple of Dragon Con panels that moderated uh, several years back. I'm sure he's a very but, nice person. And, and here, okay, the good news 
it's better than season one. The yeah. bad news. That still doesn't the, make it good. <laughs> the pacing is sometimes glacial. It's like, dude, move the plot along. Also, they and, play their scenes dry, so there's no music. So yeah. it oh, plays yeah. even oh. slower. Not, not all than of them. So, there, there is underscore in some of the scenes. In, so, in, in like the action scenes, sure. But there's some scenes that I'm just like, oh my God, put a song under this. Please, please, and please. The, speaking of action scenes, the really good news is they have a new fight choreographer who's really good. In oh. fact, he came oh. from... He, they got him from Into the Badlands. So oh, season oh, one, okay. Season one's fight scenes were pathetic. And considering that Iron Fist is supposed to be, you know, the martial arts expert in the MCU, right. and then they have a terrible fight choreographer, and evidently Finn Jones got no time to train. Yeah, oh, he was terrible so, in season so one. It, so they're, you know, episode 201 has two big set pieces that are terrific. And um, so the fight. Oh, you talking about the, the first, the first uh, fight with the sh- with the truck in in the alley? Yeah, the truck, the truck yeah. scene. But it, it was yeah. good. It was a good fight scene. That's not my issue. My issue is the uh, villains that they set up in the pilot. I was like, seriously, it's going to be people that really love uh, Rand, but are mad because they feel he's betrayed them. So they're going to get their vengeance on him but wait he's a really nice guy so we don't really want vengeance but we kind of do like really that's the, I, no that's not how you set up a villain for the season it was terrible well we we're getting glimpses of you know the big bad for this for season two is obviously typhoid mary the character played by uh oh i can't think of her name she was in uh alice eve she was in star trek star trek into darkness AKA the twelfth movie, which I hate with a passion of. of well, the I don't know who you're talking. Uh, there was a, there's another villain other than the two people that are the the sister and his technical brother. Oh, they're they're not really they're not they're a supporting cast. I mean the the brothers. But they had so a, much screen time in the first episode; it was ridiculous. Yeah, well, the, the the brothers becoming a frenemy in season two, it seems, and the sisters still she she is an adversary. But Davos and Davos and uh, and Typhoid Mary are going to be the really they're going to be the real bad guys. Okay, because I was anyway, like, I'm just not. I, I just he's not good. He's not good. Who's not good? The lead guy. He's not a leading man. He is a he is a supporting actor. He is See, not a lead. I think with I think with better. Here's here's the problem. Aaron and I were talking about this before we went live this afternoon. I don't think this conception of the character does justice to his comic book counterpart. And because he's written fairly flat and very reactive instead of proactive, you, you're not giving the actor anything to work with. I think a better actor could still make me want to watch him. Uh, he's doing nothing. There's nothing that he's giving back to the screen to make me just be enthralled by his performance. I think it's more of a writing problem than an acting problem. I think it's both. I, I don't believe he's a leading man. I would never put... Like, when they said they were going to make him the lead, I was like, really? This guy? Are you sure? <laughs> like, And then when he was... He doesn't do it. Like, when he is supporting Luke Cage, he's fine. When he's supposed to be in the front, he's not. So, that's just my opinion. 
Aaron, do you you've read the comics, right? Yes, and I think I think it's a twofold. Um, I think it's it's more of a um, writing and also maybe a director issue um, because uh, the director does have to bring some things out of the actor. Um, you know what I mean? In order to to really flesh the story out. Yeah, but if the actor doesn't have what it takes, they have to have a certain level of gravitas and personality. They, yeah, but but they, you noted you noted yourself, Libya. Though on the episode of Luke Cage, he's fine. Yeah, because he's not front and center. I'm saying I'm saying he's a good secondary actor. Yeah. I'm I'm saying he not every actor can lead a show. That's just not that's not you know like not every actor who's a decent <laughs> actor can be a lead. There's something yeah. you have to have. To be a lead, and I don't think he has it. Right, and and that that is quite possible um, that he may not, you know, have it. But you you know, the biggest part that I know, at least from the comic books and the standpoint of who Danny Rand is in the books, is he's supposed to be a monk. I get no sense that this guy spent any time, you know, what I mean, in an otherworldly place, specializing and focusing all of his zen into being a, this great martial artist. Right. So. I feel that that's what's hurting the show the most is we're not getting that Danny Rand, um, you know. But now that you mentioned Typhoid Mary, I may be interested because I like Typhoid Mary from the comic books as a villain because she's psychotic and she carries a pathogen that just releases all these sicknesses and illnesses on people that she comes into contact with. So I'm, I'm now I'm going to be curious to see how that unfolds if they use her. But I do 100% agree. I think that the show is missing the classic elements from the books. The books are there for a reason. Use them as canon in order to build. Um, if this guy, uh, Finn Jones, um, I, I loved him in Game of Thrones, but again, he was secondary. He was supporting. Um, he was in the lead. But I'm hoping that they'll figure out... Well, I, well the season's already shot, so I guess not. But um, I'm hoping that as the later episodes come along, maybe he'll hopefully jumpstart into who this character should be in order to keep our interest. Because Iron Fist, for me, is the worst out of all of the Netflix. Um, oh, absolutely. It's yeah. at the total bottom. And I'll tell you, as far as season one, I tell people start at episode seven. Forget the first six. Don't even bother. Start at seven, and you might get a little something. Um, you know, so I've, I'm curious. I've, I've, I'm sad to hear that they're still kind of keeping in that same vein because my main issue with season one i thought the fighting was horrific or was supposed to be a martial arts inspired and focused show um, the fighting is better I, I will give you that the fighting is better it, mm -hmm. it is better than season one but for me yeah. i'm in it for the story and i'm in it for do i believe this dude is danny rand and yeah. no or if he is danny rand's just snoozeworthy you know so <laughs> All right, I've given enough salt to the show, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to talk about Killjoys. And uh, this episode was basically a big family reunion of the uh, Jacobis. <laughs> and you got to see, I mean, we've seen their father before. And it yes, was funny, was there was the, he was like, I had this dream where you had gray hair and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that episode where he switched bodies with Klein. Right. And I uh -huh. totally forgot about that episode until dad like mentions it. And he's like, and then I got sober. And I was, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Um, but I like the fact that the, the kid Jack, 
actually did like he remembered his training and he did a really good job and saved himself thought that was yeah. cool um you guys thoughts what did you think of this episode I thought it was fun um <laughs> I was like dads, and that's it okay go ahead the, the dad is a piece of work oh yeah <laughs> it's like and the, I think probably the, my favorite exchange in the whole episode is like okay so next we save your dad and then we do this and it's like do we? Oh yeah. Do we really have to save him? <laughs> <laughs> let's think. Let's take a moment to think about this. And I mean, in a real exchange, there's no way they would trade the, his son for the dad because dad's so lame. Like, no, we we don't make that trade. And, Anybody uh, who didn't know that the ex girlfriend was gonna was gonna well, double cross them. Yeah, she showed Smack up out of yourself. nowhere. She showed up out of nowhere Smack for no reason. You couldn't figure that out. That right. was just so telegraphed. Well and and they didn't give her a good reason for showing up. Right. She just she was like, hey guys, I'm just here to hang out. Like you know <laughs> in the middle of a storm. Yeah, I know. It was so weird. It was like why and they didn't ask her. Like, why are you here? No. So yeah, it's their fault. No, to be fair, I'm not sure I would think that one of my childhood friends would betray me and try to kill my kid either. So, yeah. She wasn't trying to kill the kid. She was just going to give him to the bad guys. Who were going to kill him. Well, we don't know, <laughs> we don't know what they want him for. Yes, exactly. but it also meant that she, she was going to have to... Well, I don't think she knew they were going to kill her friends, but still, giving away the kid, that's not cool. And, she's, and then she was lying about, uh, yeah, I needed money for my kids. And we can go away. She's like, what about your kids? Oh, yeah. My kids. Yeah, she doesn't have any kids. Whatever. <laughs> um, she's just a horrible person. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, oh, Pre and Gare. Pre and Gare Bear. <laughs> what, what was Pre doing this? I don't remember. What was Pre doing this week? They were on the they were on the Holland occupied ship on the spying mission for... For what's his face? I thought yeah. that was, was last, last week. week. Was that last week? That was last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pre wasn't in this week's episode. Yeah. He yeah, should have been, but he wasn't. <laughs> Pre should yeah. be in yeah. all Everything the episodes. Goes better with Pre. He just brings Absolutely. so much energy to it. Yes. yes, I agree. Oh, I just saw him. Just speaking of, really quick, off topic. I just saw him in Kim's Convenience. They had a Gay Pride episode, and he was dressed as a tranny. Uh, which threw me. I was like, "Why does she look so familiar?" Oh my god, that's pre. Uh, it's very strange. What's that, Kim's convenience? It's a comedy. It's basically a Korean comedy show, uh, but it's not a Korean. Show. It's an American. It's an American show on Netflix about a Korean family who own a convenience store, and it's called gotcha. Kim's Convenience. Okay. And it's like it's kind of trying to be like fresh off the boat, Modern Family esque. Like this is what it's like to live a, in a in a, a Korean family who own a convenience store, and the dad is a terrible father, but he thinks he's a great father. Um, and just uh, the couple people that I know who have Asian parents are like, "That's my life." So apparently, it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've been watching a couple episodes of that. So. That's just a side yeah. thing. And and while we're doing side things real quick, uh, I just saw the pilot for The Rookie. Um, Paley had a big pilot thing, and they were showing all the a lot of the fall pilots, and I got to see that one. 
um, and it's Nathan Fillion. And what's misleading about it is on all the posters, it's just Nathan Fillion on the posters. However, it is actually an ensemble. Uh, it is three rookies being trained by three training officers. So it's three teams. So it's the rookie and the training officer, rookie training officer, rookie training officer. The only thing is we follow Nathan at the beginning to see why he decides to go to the academy. And then once he graduates and he's in class with the other cadets, then it becomes an ensemble because we spend almost as much time with each team of rookie and and a training officer and how they're their first day uh, as police officers. And it's so crazy because like halfway through the episode, uh, they've been through all this stuff and Nathan Fillion's like breathing all heavy and he's out of breath. And he's like, Oh my God. Like they went through all this stuff and his training officer looks at him and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. She's like, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, be, you're fine to go back to work. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm okay. I'm we're, we're ready to go back to work." She's like, "Good, because we got eight hours left on our shift." And I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, basically, a lot happens in their day, and it was, it's really, it's, it's kind of refreshing. It's interesting. It's very ethically diverse. Out mm-hmm. of the six characters, there are two white guys. So Good. that's unusual. Um. And they don't make a big deal about it at all. There's a really good mix of people, though. Now that I think about it, not any Asians. Hmm. Mm. But uh, <laughs> there's like three Hispanic females, one black guy, one female black woman, and then two white guys. So that's pretty much the mix. This is set in L.A., right? Yeah, and, and they shot it like there was a scene that was literally a block from my house. It was very strange. I was like, wait, that's my, wait, that's my, and that's the whole, that's all I saw in that scene. That was a really good scene, though. But yes, I would highly recommend it. It's a really good, solid pilot. I think everybody will enjoy it. It's a good mix of humor, because Nathan Fillion, and, um, and pathos. Yeah, because, I mean, it shows, like, some real, like, cop stuff. Like, not everything goes well on their first day, and it gets a little dark. So I was like, wow, okay. And I actually, I got to interview Nathan Fillion, which I will be putting up on Weednopolis, plug. Um, and I got to ask him about the mix of playing that, playing the humor and the difference between playing like Castle, who's who's a little ridiculous, and playing this guy. So I, I thought his answer was interesting. Yeah, when is it supposed to air? Do you know? I should know that, but I don't. <laughs> I'm I think... Pro- isn't I think premiere makes next week. It starts. It starts in the next couple weeks, end of September, beginning of October. Okay. Uh, and it's a solid. It's a. It's a nice solid pilot. I. I think everybody will really like it. Um, and I tried to get them to tell me if it was all standalone or if it was. It was serialized. And I think the cases are going to be standalone because from what I saw in the pilot, they had like three cases in the pilot itself. Um and but I think the character arcs are going to be serialized. I think that's what they're doing. Um, it looks like the release date, the start date will be October sixteenth. There we go. It's it's a nice, it's a good pilot. It's I, I would say it's at least a B plus to A minus. Oh. Uh, there was no fluff, extra, anything. It was pretty solid. So thumbs up from me. All right. 
If you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.